Hey, Casey. Hey, Jacob. I got a question for you. What's up? What do two platonic friends who decide to be more and a group of rich people with their own kind of problems have in common? I don't know. Well, let's find out, shall we? Because this week I watched Friends with Benefits. And this week I watched Friends with Money. And now it's time to make the movie, the movie connection. connection. Here we go. Welcome in, everybody. Hi there. My name is Jacob, and I'm here with my sister, Casey. And this is the podcast, The Movie Connection, which is a podcast where, in an effort to broaden our individual movie horizons and to just remain connected in general, we decided to connect over something we both really enjoy. Movies. Movies. So each week, we assign each other movies to watch, usually that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And then we sit down to watch them, and we discuss them, and we review them, and we try to figure out, hey, is there any connective tissue between these two different movies? Any at all. Anything. You know. Sometimes doesn't have to be big. Doesn't have to be, like, a matching title. Word. Or anything. Like, right. two words, really. 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 Seriously. Quite literally. Like, the. <laughs> legit like Rob Lowe <laughs> literally right. two words of the same <laughs> in the same time okay uh, <laughs> but yeah two interesting movies yeah they have uh, titles kind of similar and uh, not much else but, there's uh, one big one that I don't know if you'll catch but I caught Ooh, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. But before we do that, we got to, you know, we got to talk about the movies themselves. Yeah, uh, we're mean, we starting got... them in the wrong order. I'm just going to say it. Why do you say that? One of these movies is better than the other. OK, that is bullshit. And wait, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, I thought. I don't know what I thought because I watch it and you should see my letterbox review. It's <laughs> one and a half stars. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like anybody, but I was also kind of fascinated by the end of it where it was just like, huh? I, I like, I it's, it's crazy. Like, like yeah. I could not find a single character to like, huh? Isn't right. that interesting? Maybe that's the point. But even if that is the point, does that make it good? <laughs> yeah, we'll get into it for yes, sure. Definitely. We will. Because I have thoughts and also like it's one of those instances where Rotten Tomatoes kind of does you dirty. Oh. Because the critics like it more than I did, that's for sure. No. Seventy five percent on oh Rotten God. Tomatoes. All right, let's not talk about it any further. That's insane. <laughs> and then you got friends with benefits over here, which was okay. I feel like it was the first in this, you know, line of, like, we got a lot of these. And to totally. be fair, we've had them for a while. Like, I mean, you could argue. It's a trope, right? It's like yeah. a thing that exists um, 
probably sort of throughout all of time. Um, Especially in rom-coms. It feels like, like, and going back to, I mean, even the 50s, which was like code era, but they still found a way to, you know, imply, um, you mm-hmm. know, mistresses and affairs and all that good stuff. Right. Um, um, but I feel like, yeah, this was kind of the resurgence this, of the deliberate, like, because you could also argue Harry when Harry met Sally is almost that. Almost. Uh, but without the real benefits part, but right. But the friends part. And right. yeah, I would say this was kind of a resurgence. And what's crazy is like, well, I think also it was just the time, right? Like I remember I was 18 in 2011. Yeah. And I remember like we would talk on I guess MySpace, so uh, Facebook was around then too. Yeah. But even like back when we had AIM and stuff, it would be like FWB, FWB, like, oh, that's his friends with benefits. That's her friends with benefits. So it was like oh, very yeah. like mm. real in my life too. I didn't have any friends with benefits, but I had a lot of right. friends who did. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's weird that this movie and the one, oh, I'm already spacing no the name. Attached. No strings attached. They came out like right at the same time, almost exactly the same movie. Yeah, right. Um, this one did like 300k higher in sales is all. So oh, real really? close. Oh wow, I'm amazed how close that is. This is this. I don't know if it's superior, but it just feels like, as far as like star quality, cameos, you know, supporting cast, it feels like it's already got it in the bag. Um, for me, as somebody who's watched both of them multiple times, I do prefer this one. Mm-hmm. But I think that's because, like, the no strings attached actually is a lot has a lot more drama in it. Oh, it does. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This one was definitely a comedy first. This is so much more of a comedy. That one is more of a dramedy. Okay. This one's like a romantic comedy for sure. That one's a romantic dramedy because there's right. like some shit that both of those characters go through that they actually go through. You know what I mean? So maybe better in the terms of story, but I, as for watching, enjoy this one so much more. Um, Also, I just like love Mila Kunis. I mean, I love Natalie Portman too. She steals the movie like, well, like because she's got the cool factor. She's always had that naturalistic ability to her where it's just like, yeah, you just want to hang with this girl. She's the, yeah, she's in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, like pretty yes. close characterization, but you know she's a little more. There's a lot more rapid fire comedy in this one, like yeah. Um, well, you, you know what? Let's talk about it. Let's bit. do it. All right, let me tell you a little something about this friends with benefits thing. In my own words, of course. Of course. <laughs> a newly single art director. So that's what Wikipedia says. I. I felt like it was web related, but okay. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Dylan, played by Justin Timberlake. Yeah, I thought he was like a web designer. Yeah. Like something. He can't be an art director. He's like. I could see that though, because he was strictly picking pictures and stuff. Not he art. was, and I guess he did like have take her to that cool art museum and stuff. And I guess that's what he is. She's an executive headhunter, so it's like art direct it would make sense. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. Weird. yeah. Really weird. It's like <laughs> like the only movie about an art director. <laughs> <laughs> the art directors were like, finally. There's just yeah, there's some movie like some occupations that just will never probably get you know, <laughs> screen time. Yeah. 
And some are weird, like no particular reason. It's just that there's maybe better, like cooler job. I don't know, cooler jobs that <laughs> kind of are the same thing. Like, yeah, web designer would, but but he probably wanted to kind of distance himself from social network, right? Um, <laughs> right. Um, okay, but anyway. So a newly single art director, Dylan, played by Justin Timberlake, and freshly dumped executive headhunter, Jamie, played by Mila Kunis, cross paths when Jamie is put in charge of recruiting Dylan for GQ magazine. Remember that? I mean, I guess it's still around, right? But Definitely still exists. It didn't. Is it still big? <laughs> it's what? got a big online platform, I think. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if I see the magazines in the stores, but I don't know how many magazines I really see nowadays. Yeah, I know. Damn. Except for at the airport. That's why you got to be their <laughs> number one distributor. Yeah, definitely. Rather than playing by the book and putting Dylan through the same wine and dine routine, she shows off what the city of New York itself has to offer, mm -hmm. including historic landmarks like Times Square and Rockefeller Center. Ooh. And the... <laughs> biggest selling point of all a flash mob the flash mob <laughs> oh boy D what is this 2009 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, even though this came out in 2011 but let's face it like we know how this works right they are filming about like a year or so previous something like that sometime mm -hmm. so anyway Dylan accepts the job, but he and Jamie continue to hang out and eventually uh, touch on the subject of engaging in a purely physical relationship. The pair vow to stay friends, even if the arrangement doesn't work out. But it seems to work out fine for a while. Mm -hmm. uh, but sure enough, feelings arise in both of them. Jamie is introduced to Dylan's family, including sister Annie, played by Jenna Elfman of... Uh, Dharma and Greg, which I actually kind of liked. <laughs> I loved Dharma and Greg. Yeah. I was to see her. And his dad, played <laughs> by Richard Jenkins, uh, who is in the early stages of Alzheimer's. Ooh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, this time in L.A. with Dylan and family has them both questioning. Oh, this. OK. This time in L.A. with Dylan and family has them both questioning their relationship status. But Dylan fucks it up by calling Jamie damaged and ruining one of her favorite retreats in New York, dick move. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know what the remedy would be. Maybe wait the next day. There you go. Wait the next day somewhere else. Like, but I guess he knew she was there. I don't. Anyway. Yeah, it's tricky. Dylan eventually comes to his senses, realizing he doesn't want to pass up a loving relationship over a pantsless, you know, steak dinner with his dad. <laughs> Dylan confronts Jamie at a flash mob and confesses his uh, his true feelings and the couple who started off friends with benefits decide to have their first date yeah buddy yay so you decide whether it's happily ever after or just doomed no <laughs> I think they make it work no they'll make it work they're both attractive people they're fine they're attractive and they're both pretty chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Pretty chill. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, we got the people of the moment, Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake, JT. 
Um, was he still big musically at the? I guess he was still yeah. big musically at this time. And then Mila Kunis. I feel Kunis. like at that point he had just released a uh, sexy back. Oh, which was so big. Well, like, okay, yeah. I, I no, don't know that big. for a fact. Don't quote me, but I feel like don't that was big you. right when I was I in wrote it down right school. Now. <laughs> no. Oh, Weasley, I'm sorry, buddy. My cat is crying because I locked him out of the air-conditioned room. Oh, <laughs> no, 2006, so I was way off. Way um, off, man. Way <laughs> off. But I still feel like he was relevant. I mean, he still is, but he's just not really. Did you see him live? Did somebody? You see know him? I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know I did. And if it isn't one of the best concert experiences I ever had in my life. Oh, awesome. And you've seen like, the Jonas Brothers. Okay, yeah, they're amazing. Uh, <laughs> I'm a pop girl, but I really, yeah, yeah. I've seen pop. a lot of concerts. Uh, yeah. But Justin pop, Timberlake pop put on country, like a two huh? and a half no hour. For you, eh? I'm not a big country girl. <laughs> oh, God, you were disgusting. So, okay, Guess has been to more of the country. Product. Yeah, Brad yeah, Paisley's really my only like venture into country for the most okay. part. There we go. And yeah. then, like, if Dolly Parton came to town, I would see her. But I think she's, like, the outlier that everybody loves. Yes. Um. Yeah, True I'm enough. pop. Like, I like rock. I've seen rap live. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, Josh and I, like, yeah, we're yeah. pretty, like, open yeah. to all, lots of rock, I mean, you've actually, seen stand-up comedy. You've seen, yeah. Everything. <laughs> uh, Jonas Brothers, I, I just bought tickets to see them. They're coming to Portland in November. They are playing all five of their albums in the concert and so wait is this is this for the latest album the or is this or is this for like the five albums or something like that well like they released their latest album and announced yeah, yeah. their world tour and okay. then they said fuck it and they're gonna do all five albums every single night there we go and okay, i gotcha. think that show is like four hours nice I'm super stoked. That's going to be cool. I kind of want to check out their new album because I heard it's very like 70s inspired. It's so so that's, good. That sounds right it's up so my good. alley. Yeah. 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 I like They've the grown a lot, lot as musicians. Yeah. Um, I know everybody thinks of like the teenage emo kids, you know, pop Disney pop emo kids, but they have grown a lot and changed since then. I always think of South Park with the bracelets or rings or something. Was that the that? purity rings? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But that turned out to be bull crap, right? Or I mean, none of them wanted to have purity rings. Are you kidding? Yeah, okay. I thought so. Yeah. (laughs) But like their dad's a pastor. And uh, Disney wanted people to not associate them (laughs) as like sexual beings. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, but we are. And Disney was like, we don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like that they did. Yeah, they survived the slings and arrows of Disney, which isn't easy for these kid stars. Damn it. It's not. It's really unfortunate. But anyway, change in. (laughs) How did this even fucking start? Oh, JT. Okay, there we go. You did it. (laughs) Uh, JT puts on a fabulous. He's a much better singer and performer than he is actor. I'm going to say that. Thank you. Yeah, good. I'm glad we can uh, get rid of that. (laughs) Mila carries him. And you know what? Uh, I'm going to hop into some of my questions here. Like, what did you think about their chemistry? It was good. Yeah, I think that's the only way he survived the movie, right? It's because <laughs> yeah. she like has this pull and his chemistry with her was good enough to where you sort of are like, well, if we don't have to see him without her that much, yeah. Like it's okay. 
and Mila, now to be fair, Mila does do some crap boobies, though. Like, God, mm-hmm. I can't, I want to readdress that god-awful uh, Oz movie just to, just to confirm. It's like, I remember feeling like, it's oh, bad. God, Mila. <laughs> it's really bad. Um, so there's that. And let's not forget Jupiter's ascending. Dear God. And <laughs> try as you might to forget it. Actually, I still can't. I've seen it a couple times now. I don't remember the plot again. Like, I just block again, it out every yeah. time. Because yeah. I don't want to remember. <laughs> I don't want to remember. I do remember Rocket Boots at the end and being like, <laughs> okay, fucking God. Here we go. <laughs> like, I, how did I fucking know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's always, it's always Rocket Boots. That, it's that always was Rocket the answer Boots. to everything in that movie. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, but Mila, and this this is her and her element. Like, these are the movies she needs to do. This, I need to see Bad Moms. Is that her now? Oh, I'll assign that to you. Nice. Because, oh, my God, it's got Katherine Hahn in it, too. And, uh, oh, shit. Uh, and the sequel has Susan Sarandon in it. It's great. Oh, God. Susan Sarandon. I love Susan Sarandon. Nice. It's so good. But, yeah, their chemistry was fine. It definitely, like... I would love to see them do, like, the friends part was more believable, even though they're both attractive people and you just, like, you kind of just go with that part, and that was mm-hmm. fine. Um, they were clearly comfortable enough with each other, so thank totally. God that, that would have, like, yeah, it would have definitely felt off if chemistry wasn't there. But I just, yeah, but I more prioritized the scenes where they're just hanging out. Like, that's the cool stuff. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they do have, like, yeah. It definitely feels like, oh, they could be friends. Mm-hmm. Like, that's nice. Pal around. This this part, like, thank God they didn't imply it too much, but they're going for, like, this asshole, jerk-ass, like, misogynist type almost, but still likable. Um, yeah. So they would have, the, but it would come out of nowhere sometimes where it's like, eh, women this. It's like, whoa, what the, <laughs> like, what? <laughs> coming out of nowhere buddy yeah it's like women am i right yeah right and everyone's right. sort of like, <laughs> like no who asked you like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree um and we sort of already addressed that uh jt's acting is not the best it's not the best and especially dude and starting this movie off with some two heavyweights emma's Stone and freaking <laughs> uh, Andy Samberg. Uh, Andy I know. Samberg. I was like, oh my god, I forgot. Now, I always forget. I feel like there's this has got to be a meme where it's like, I want to see this movie. It's like, yeah, that would have been awesome. Like, what happened to those characters? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I like, I love the Emma Stone. Like, she's like trying to get him to see John Mayer, and she's so John like Mayer? that's that is so 2011. Things. Dude, like, that's what I'm saying. Like this, there's movies we've had a couple movies, like at least one. I wish I knew which one it was, but we've had movies that are not only of the decade they came out, but like of the year, the month they, <laughs> you know, the month they came out, pretty much. Where it's like, and that's the risk you run sometimes with comedies is you gotta have like, I don't know, you gotta have a little topical humor, not always, but a little topical humor. But you do too much topical humor, and then it becomes too of that moment. And you're like, oh, God, we've so grown. Then it's like never ages. Yeah. This, yeah. like, is a movie that you clearly, you watch it, and you're like, 
I know, I do know exactly when this came out. Yeah, right. But because I lived through that time, for me, yeah. it is almost a comfort. Yeah, it's like, a, like, yeah, it's a time capsule movie. Yeah. 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 And it, yeah. they didn't, like, do some of the, some of the humor in, like, the mid-2000s was so horrible and oppressive to women. Mm -hmm. And they don't really do that here. So that's kind of nice, too. And we were on, and they were pretty progress pretty progressive it's with woody harrelson it's on the line it is mm. because it's like okay positive representation yes he's the friend he offers some of the best advice in the movie um all that good stuff it's like a lot of the humor is at the expense of yeah so it's it really is on the fence i don't know like yeah i would love to yeah, I'd love to hear an opinion of someone from the community, honestly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I definitely think there's way more, like, offensive 2010, yes. 2011. Big time. But still, like, yeah. Like, was it even necessary to make him gay? Like, See, yeah. <laughs> but right. I guess representation yeah. is nice. But right, representation yeah. is nice. That's the thing. But, but it's, <laughs> but, yeah, sure. But you cast a straight guy, so see, right. it's, it's 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 promising young woman, man. It's prickly. It's like you you you, you try to say something good about this side. It's like oh, but but but, uh. but, but yeah, totally. Uh, but but still a great part. Woody Harrelson is always a pleasure to see. I do just like love him and enjoy him so much. It did feel like it was coming from a respect respectful place I yeah believe. i don't feel like he was like, yeah it wasn't he didn't like put on a lisp or anything yes. like he didn't yeah there I was a different it. cadence and maybe or like register but that's it like but that's yeah you know, that's not yeah yeah no. i didn't feel uh, like he was aiming to be rude or anything yeah exactly it kind it, it kind of reminds me of like val kilmer's part in kiss kiss bang bang Mm -hmm. uh, almost where it was like oh like a lot of this humor is coming at his expense sometimes but also he's like the coolest character so yeah yeah very interesting but yeah woody harrelson always good to see him though like yeah <laughs> super good to see him <laughs> taking um, off on that boat that was a great that was great <laughs> that was pretty good <laughs> just jumps off the side like what the fuck <laughs> just sitting in a boat like what's that <laughs> Uh, made yeah. total sense though it's like no i'm going across town i'm not gonna, i'm not staying in traffic you know yeah uh, good stuff i love him um this movie is so 2011 like we've been discussing do you have any movies that make you think of the mid-2000s like for me this is that movie totally like this was yeah this was actually tough when you tasked me with this uh, yeah <laughs> yeah i gave you then a heads I up had to... i knew you wouldn't like if I was asked that on the spot, I would be like, uh. Bro, like, what are you doing to me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, because then I got, it got into this whole thing. Because now I'm like, okay, I have to kind of put myself back in that place in order yeah. to answer such a question. It's like, okay, what is mid-2000s? And uh, so I started looking at movies around 2005, 6, 7, 8. Felt like it was pushing it because then I'd consider that late 2000s. <laughs> Okay. So see, it gets in a weird territory here. Um, uh, I always think of uh, like I think of 2010 as like the mid 2000s because then the 20s are the 20s. Oh really? Early well, that, 2000s. There's the 2010s. Yeah, that's mid to me. Oh. 
to well, me they, they break them up i think i felt like by tens i guess okay i guess that makes sense um well i went with that notion and <laughs> so i looked at 2005 six and seven and i'm like so that's around the year so that puts me around high school like tail end of high school excellent though, so hormones are raging um yeah <laughs> like love it um yeah this was the years of um this was actually yeah turning point uh movie wise to a small degree though nothing to the degree of like oh god when the 3d movies came man watch out um <laughs> so uh this was around oh this was after this was like knocked up time so this was yes. when comedy was taking a shift uh like definitely the new male archetype was taking shape in comedies and uh we look back on it now um and we're like hmm, hmm. <laughs> man child maybe we shouldn't have made that so appealing <laughs> i know uh that director uh, too like so many of his movies yeah apatow man apatow yeah. Yeah, it's always the guy that needs to grow up, the yeah. woman that takes care of him and kind of looks bad because she doesn't have that much fun. Mm. But really, yeah. it's because she's taking care of everything like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, you know, he's got a type uh, similar to Paul Thomas Anderson. He's got a type. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So. OK, so I finally like and it was tough because then I started going down rabbit holes. It was like, oh, well, this was a turn. Definitely a turning point for like action movies, because this was also around born supremacy. Oh, yeah. Born supremacy changed action movies forever, because that's when we always got that fighting style where it was very kinetic, shaky cam. Maybe you, everything was close combat. We were less inspired by Kung Fu. It's, but yeah. Um, like Batman started fighting that way. James Bond fought that way, all sorts of stuff. But totally. I was like, but that's not definitely mid, like that's just mid 2000 action. So right. then I finally came across a little movie I wasn't expecting, but Be Cool is what it's called. And this is a sequel to Get Shorty, which I believe we watched on this <laughs> podcast, yeah. reviewed. So, and this is a sequel and it's also based on another book by Elmore Leonard and um, it does have John Travolta. It's got Uma Thurman. So it had the Pulp Fiction appeal going for it. Love that. Um, God. And I was looking at the cast. And there were just so many mid-2000 names in it. Love where it's that. like Danny DeVito, Seth Green. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's, where were, there were like celebrities, though. Dang it. Aerosmith still going strong. Oh, my God. Black Eyed Peas. Hello, 2000s. Oh, um, yeah. The RZA from uh, uh, Wu-Tang Clan, uh, Anna Nicole Smith, Pussycat Dolls, like all of these are very mid-2000s. Oh, my God, yes. The movie itself had some mid-2000 sensibilities. There, Yes, there. so yes, there's also a gay character in there played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And uh, again, like, it's questionable what <laughs> how respectful it is. Um and then we also have, oh, the good old, remember um, uh, posers? Like, oh, yeah. White boy posers? Oh, yeah. That's, oh, yeah. That that trend. And that's, Ben Spawn plays one of those in Be Cool. And it's, of course he does. Kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> and also very cringe because it's like, oh, God, I, I know these people. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
so so i settled on be cool that felt like a good mid-2000s movie but there are it's so interesting because there i would have to think again on what the 2000s movie is though right because that's a little different and yeah it's so hard like because also for me like those like i guess early 2000s for me i always think of like early fast and furious that's one of mine Mm-hmm. And also American Pie. Good, yeah. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. Very yeah. Good it's fun to have. I mean, I would say American Pie. I mean, I've watched them, and still, like, I'm just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, oh, it doesn't man. age yeah. well, but <laughs> it wasn't even PC when it came out. You know, right. that was part of yeah. the selling point, though. It was like it was. It was that a was time deal. Like, yeah, where it's just like, ooh, I'm not supposed to watch this. I'm gonna watch it. But also, yeah, <laughs> freaking. Cons- uh, what's that? Eugene Levy, like. Yeah. He's like oh, the Eugene best Levy. part of it, yeah. And that brought him into the forefront of all of our attention. Of the younger people, for sure, yeah, because he yeah. was like really big a long time, you know, quite a oh, long Canada time ago. Yeah. Yeah, he's Canada. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's Canadian. He, he is Canada. <laughs> he is. <laughs> Spokesperson for Canada. God, I hope he's in a fucking Canada Canadian like a uh, um. The travel commercial <laughs> that would be so amazing he's gotta be right no. <laughs> i've seen him in the capital one commercials great I'm like, what okay. are you doing bro but I mean, he's that's so- close like that's close <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i mean no um so yeah american by and it's so funny that it was considered like gross out humor at the time right and i guess it kind of is it, it sort of is, is but we've gotten Raunchy. way worse yeah yeah um so but interesting uh so yeah right american pie it's so interesting because there was this recent twitter like uh or um or x jesus what is happening yeah we're just gonna sidestep that whole thing anyway Mm -hmm. the site i love this though the site formerly known as twitter (laughs) (laughs) There was a little uh, like trending uh, question thing going around where it was asking. Uh, OK, it said, oh, damn it. I'm going to fuck up the breakdown. It said like easy A is the like 2000s uh, teen comedy, right? Yes. So what would be the and then I believe it had like the 2000s. Oh, and then Clueless would be the 90s, right? Yes. So then what would be the 2010s, uh, yeah, uh, teen comedy? And that was actually kind of tough for me. I had to kind of comb through. Mean and Girls? That that was around the time. It would be a little early for the 2010s, okay. I think, I, I believe. Um, and But I actually had a tie between Love, Simon and Booksmart. Oh, Booksmart feels very 2010 specifically because it came at the end of it, I feel. Um, Yeah. You know, and that feels more 2010 sensibilities, um, female focus, like all this. Yeah, I love that. um, Friendship felt accurate and it had the self-consciousness that, you know, the youth can relate to these days. Like, yeah. Yes. Love Um, that. So that was interesting. But anyway, so yeah, that's my 2000s movie. <laughs> Love it. Um, have you ever seen a flash mob in real life? 
Yeah, I wanted to ask you the same thing. So <laughs> I have never been part of one. And yeah, I don't think I've seen one. I think maybe I've uh, been going in the direction where one was walking away from, like afterwards. Like I felt like maybe I heard about a flash mob just happened or something like that. Right. Maybe, but that's like the closest thing I can think. Never, yeah, never experienced it myself. Me oh, neither. So like they also get news coverage sometimes too. Like it's like <laughs> in Portland today. Like yeah. Yeah, I definitely saw like videos of them that people would take or like heard about it from people or saw it on the news. I think it honestly would have freaked me out though. Yeah. Um. So sort of glad I didn't have to actually like stand in the middle of one. Um, right. Yeah. So you've never experienced one. Okay. No. Nope. Um, now, where do you stand on them, though? Because I feel, okay, flash mobs, okay, in certain locations, perhaps. But I've seen the ones, like, they break out in, like, subways and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't want that. Like, you got people just trying to get from point A to point B. Um, and depending on the maybe the size of the flash mob, too, because they do get kind of crazy with the size. Yeah, I yeah. think as long as they're not in confined spaces, they're cool. Mostly because, like, people are taking, um, you know, uh, dance moves and they're all learning them on their own time. Nobody's getting paid for it. I, like, love that aspect, right? It is, and like, I love it's dancing. another communal, it's a communal mm -hmm. thing. So any anything that, yeah, cultivates community is pretty good. Yeah, so in that way, I think they're cool. I think they're kind of done, though. Yeah, right? <laughs> Since, like, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> you still hear about them now and then, but, yeah. Just, Occasionally. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, nope, never got to see one in real life. Dang. Um, what did you think about Jason Siegel's like, literally, they didn't even credit him cameo. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. And who was he with again? Oh, it my was gosh. Him what is her and... name? Oh, was it Anne Hathaway? No. It was. Let me pull it up because I had it up earlier. It wasn't Anne Hathaway, huh? Jason no, it wasn't. Yeah. Why do I think, like, I just watched this, too. Like, who the fuck was it? <laughs> Oh, no, it was, okay, now I remember. It's, okay, from, um, okay, from Parks and Recreation. Uh, there you go. Uh, Rashida Jones, perhaps? Yeah, that's her. Okay. Pretty Whew. sure. Very, vastly different from Anne Hathaway. Like, couldn't even be more different. No. <laughs> um, yeah. But, no, uh, yeah, very Rashida interesting Jones. pair. Um, also, another movie that you, another movie within this movie you'd like to see. Um <laughs> Jason Siegel's great. I love, and it's so funny. There's that forgetting Sarah Marshall connection again. Um, yes. Because him and Mila. So that's kind of cute. I wonder if that had something to do with it. I love it. I was, every time I see it, I forget that, that Jason Siegel's going to pop up. And every time it makes me giggle. And he brightens the movie. Yeah. He does. And of course I was like, why aren't you in this more? Like, I love him so much, but uh, I too. Right? truly enjoy that whole bit yeah. um and her like sitting there mouthing the words yes. of his little love speech confession <laughs> like that feels so real to me typical. um i love it typical typical woman am i right no. <laughs> am i right ladies <laughs> I'm, Jay, I'm justin timberlake i <laughs> i'm needlessly uh chauvinistic yeah <laughs> 
Sort of, though, because also he has times yeah. where he really doesn't, like, <laughs> he doesn't try to be, like, manly when they're carrying him off of the Hollywood sign. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. It's like, helicopters don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> and what his is whole... a freaky thing that we humans do? Like, the fact that, like... We're gliding in the sky to get from point A to point B. And if we fell from this height, like, like, it's over, man. <laughs> it's really funny in this how he talks about how, like, planes are computers and they basically fly themselves. And uh, how Scully wasn't, like, a real hero. Uh, yes. And, uh, I mean, Tom Hanks portrayed him, man. I think that's, I think you're wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah, you have to be with a national treasure like Tom Hanks I mean, portraying him. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. He doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Right. Um, it's really funny and sort of like topical because right now on TikTok, there's this thing going around where women ask the men in their lives, if there was an emergency and you had to, do you think you could land a commercial flight? Mm. And like the amount of men that are like, yeah, I could do it. It's <laughs> really funny. I think it's really funny. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's practically a trick <laughs> question, right? Where it's like, okay, so first of all, <laughs> you realize the amount of education like these guys have to go right. through and fly them. Like, yeah, Emma went through a long time. Mm -hmm. It's a long, like, yeah, long it's a process. Long process. And so. you have to have so many hundreds of hours of flights. Yeah. Before you can even get licensed. But it is just hilarious that mm -hmm. he was saying that in the movie. And I'm seeing it in real life on TikTok. People asking people. Um, uh, what did you think of the kid, Sammy? The magician. Oh. oh. Not very memorable, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it was... Because I don't even remember being annoyed by him. I guess he was fine because he was a magician... Um, a little annoying, like I definitely want him to get away from me, but yeah, like, I wouldn't oh, like love the constant the putting, enthrall of magic tricks. Yeah, the pudding that that's what surprised me was their patience with them. Actually, I thought they were gonna start going there, where it's just like, okay, get the fuck away from me, like, get away. Um, but the yeah, the pouring the coffee though, I wouldn't have drinking that fucking coffee. No. Oh no, me neither. <laughs> and like as the the person that I am, I'm always like, oh, is he going to be burned? Like, right. <laughs> that's like the thing that I think of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was my last regular question. All right. So let's well, get into our perfect question. Or perfect, Jesus. Our favorite questions. <laughs> Favorites. Uh, favorite performance. Uh, definitely goes to Mila Kunis. Uh, yeah. She's so cool. Like, um, yeah, I'm interested to check out Bad Mobs because that's kind of what she does now, right? Um, I haven't seen too much else, and it's mostly comedies, oh. so that's good. Yeah, she's done a couple serious-ish roles lately, too, I think, but I think she's it's so... Tough to take. Like, she's so good in comedies and yeah. you'll see when you watch bad moms like it's an ensemble of women it's a raunchy mm -hmm. comedy of women nice. which is like sort of like opposite of that usual genre and it's mm -hmm. really fun nice i'm definitely excited to assign that to you and then honorary would go to patricia clarkson <clears throat> who plays mila kunis's mom didn't even <laughs> mention her too much but like 
I thought she was great. Like, like stole a couple of scenes. Like, just she's yeah, funny. Great character, and I like that actress a lot. Um, yeah, so that was good. Awesome, I love it. Uh, favorite scene? So yeah tricky i guess like i liked a lot of the stuff in california with dylan's family like yeah, that me too. seemed to be the sweet spot because the front half of the movie is just overloaded with i was worried they were just gonna York, be well no just comedy like comedy oh, bit, comedy, so bit, comedy, comedy bit. yeah like just joke 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 so it's, it's one of those comedies that is just trying to capitalize on the quantity of jokes rather than totally quality um but it kind of levels out near the mid, like, end yeah. point. So, you know, that was a lot more digestible. But it's just, like, bombarding you. It's like, okay, oh, uh, comedy! So much. Yeah. I totally agree. So when they, when he was with, in California? Yeah. And because I like, I do enjoy that actor who played the dad. He's one of those, uh, oh, yeah, that guy actors. And then I did, I also love Jenna Elfman, is it? Uh, Dharma? Dharma! Yeah, Jenna Elfman, I loved her, and yeah, yeah, loved seeing her, and loved her presence, so. Yeah, Yeah, she's really good. Yeah. Awesome. And favorite quote? And this does come from Tommy, Woody Harrelson's character. It's not about who you want to spend Friday night with. It's who you want to spend all day Saturday with. That's yeah. so true. It's a great way of putting it. Like it's definitely like obviously like an analogy or a metaphor for a bigger thing, which is to say it's like, you know, don't settle for like the temporary like satisfaction. It's like who yeah, really yeah, fulfills you. Pick your people wisely. Yeah. So I love yeah. that. I like That's that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would you rate it out of five stars? I think it's a solid three. Yeah. Um uh, I, agree. I thought it was enjoyable. Um, maybe on the long side, but I'm trying. I'm trying to get out of that habit. It's like a movie's as long as it is, and whatever. Unless um, there's like a point where I'm like, they should have cut this scene. They should have cut this scene. Then mm-hmm. I try to just be chill with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So didn't really have a lot of that going with this one. So it's definitely long. Like comedies that are close to two hours always like feel a bit long be like it's like hmm you better be like you are confident like <laughs> right yeah um but yeah no mostly very enjoyable uh good actors good performances mm-hmm. even jt's got some charm here and there he does yeah, yeah. Uh, i really like the doctor guy the actor that plays the doctor guy too he was from one tree hill oh uh, nice so another thing that feels very 2010 <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. And also the Wii. They play the Wii so much. Yeah, I was going to point out, like, all the things that are so 2011 is, yeah, there's the Wii Sports. There's the, yes. right, the Flash Mob. The song choices, like, this, like, this is the equivalent of, I, I my go-to 2000s, mid two thousand song would be, I got a feeling. <laughs> What's so funny is, uh closing time that song i this time exactly in my life i listened to that song so much because when (laughs) i worked at tj maxx which Mm -hmm. i did it this time in 2011 yeah every night 20 (laughs) minutes before we closed that song (laughs) came on every night and so 
that I actually have a lot of fondness for that song. And I even did uh, back then because I was like, oh, it's almost time to ooh, go it's home. Time. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, nice. that for me also just is really like a time thing, you know? God, it's so it's so funny because it gave me Ken singing vibes. <laughs> I wanna <laughs> take you for girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which they perfectly parried the, that song. Like so good. <laughs> so good um yeah because now love... whenever i hear the real song i hear it in ryan reynolds voice though or ryan I wanna... sorry right <laughs> <Ew. laughs> okay calm down <laughs> ryan reynolds is fine I'm going through... i don't know man i think i don't like him <laughs> oh i don't know he's a nice person we'll see <laughs> Although I do have his fucking phone, so I have to like. He's great. You <laughs> <Yeah>. love him. <laughs> no, but yes, Ryan Gosling. I won't. I'll take you for a while. Yeah, the band. I don't know who actually sings that. I feel bad. Xbox but whoever that's twenty. No, it isn't. Is it? Maybe. Whoever that band is, they recently did a concert, and before oh. they started that song, they were like, "This is for Ryan Gosling." <laughs> that's okay. Good. Good. Be classy about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. They think it's hilarious. Are you kidding? Fantastic. Well, they would have to clear it, I guess. Yeah. They had to clear it. And they were like, yeah, this is the song the Kens would sing. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> awesome. Uh, would All right. Would you rewatch? Would you recommend? Uh, rewatch? Yeah, maybe. It's a pretty easy watch. I don't know about recommend. Yeah. Because I feel like there's better versions. Because, okay, here's the thing. To me, the best version of this kind of movie is Love and Other Drugs. Yeah. Uh, yeah Love and Other Drugs is much favorite. more of a dramedy, though, right? It is, yeah. Ugh, but Love and Other Drugs is so good. Jake Gyllenhaal. It, it, yeah, ex I think it has to do with I love both of those actors. Me too. Whereas the other movies, I like one of them. Yeah. <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, Love and Other Drugs. It's like, I love both of these guys. Oh, so good. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Would you reboot it? Uh, reboot it? I mean, not like we just like, I think we're over this. Like they'd still do kind of do it now and then. But I just feel like because the tabooness of it has run its course, it's. Yeah. Now it's sort of just like a friends to lovers situation yeah. most of the time. And there's not really the friends with benefits thing anymore so much. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Because we figured out. Yeah, because we're trying to enforce uh, yeah communication so you don't really ever like well if it isn't a movie it's communicated <laughs> yeah that that's true yeah okay one movie down one to go here Casey, we go tell me a little something about friends with money yeah <clears throat> In Friends with Money, we follow single and struggling Olivia, who used to be a teacher, but is now a maid, and sees her friends in their struggling marriages. Franny and Matt seem happy with and rich. Christine and David are remodeling their house and writing their screenplays together, uh, while also fighting often. Jane <laughs> yeah. and Aaron, who everyone thinks is gay, yeah. uh, because he likes fashion. Right. Uh, Jane is a designer, but she is extremely unhappy and constantly angry. Uh, Olivia is hung up on a married guy and dating a truly horrible personal trainer named Mike. 
She meets Marty when he hires her to clean his house, and he's awkward, but he's similar to Olivia in a lot of ways. Mm. As we watch these relationships, we wonder, can money buy happiness? (laughs) God, see, I guess that was part of yeah, the That's movie's question. Yeah. Like, and I almost would have liked a the happiest couple analysis in this movie yeah. is the rich couple. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, we can just yeah. say that for sure. They're the most likable, even though they do like uh, have some issues here and there, but they're compared to everybody else, it's nothing. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's true. This is a pro money making movie (laughs) but a pro like elitism movie kind of thing yeah Yeah. well because like look how much they all look down on her for being a maid and not being a teacher anymore although i would have loved more story behind that too because i really don't feel like we got to actually know wouldn't it have been really interesting if she like got fired for like you know, doing something bad. Maybe it was to do with that married guy. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, I wish we would have gotten more story on that and gotten some more Mm. character development because really what we saw was, like, she was a maid and she didn't really (laughs) want to be a maid, but she has this, like, degree that she could be using not just for teaching but for other stuff, probably. Other stuff, yeah. Um, Yeah, But she's not, but she's, like, mad that she doesn't have money. I don't know. She's kind of a confusing... She's not very likable, okay? Yeah, she's what, even though she's clearly like 30s on, like she's got the, what people think of millennials. It's like, it's like I, I know I need to have a job, but I don't want that job. Yeah, I don't want to have a job, but I do need to have yeah, a job. <laughs> yeah, we are but, the generation of side hustle. Um, um, but yeah, I don't know. Right. She just. She's kind of a conundrum. And it's Jennifer Aniston over here. Who I love so much. And also, like, I think that's part of the problem. Mm. It's really hard for me, like, to buy that she's not just... Like, I think we should have been sold a little bit more that she was, like, struggling and that she was, like... But I just looked at her and the whole movie, she just looked perfect. And (laughs) she was just (laughs) doing things I didn't love. And she was, I guess, the only part of her that we saw... That was like down on herself was dating that guy, Mike, and giving him money. Like that was clearly oh she I hates herself. Yeah, right. Like, cause I know girls who have done shit like that. And it's like, yeah. why are you hanging out with that guy who makes you pay him every time you hang out? Like, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, man. <laughs> and, but you could not have cast a better guy for it. Though. Oh, he was the perfect <laughs> casting. Yeah. I you hated know, him. Do you know him? Scott Kahn? Are you? Oh, Scott, I guess not. Yeah, right. I know so, who he is. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, so he's Hawaii Five-0, a lot of yes. other stuff. Yeah, he's very good at playing douchey guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, And yeah, this was too good. Oh, almost too good where you're just like, oh my God, I hate him so much. Yeah, totally. He didn't uh, really have a good quality. <laughs> not so much. Not a lot of these characters did. Um, Yeah, so... I was just, it's such a fascinating social experiment. Mm-hmm. So, okay, uh, getting into a little more Q&A sort of here. So let's take a moment to address each couple and after some speculation on, and let's offer some speculation on where you might see each couple in a year or so. Okay. So 
starting with so we got Franny and Matt. So that's played by Joan Cusack and love Greg her. Gorman. Yes, mm-hmm. love her. Voice of Jesse from Toy Story. <laughs> On top uh, of all the other amazing things. No, she's we done. all know what the best part is. <laughs> the Adams family values uh character. That was her best. <laughs> and she's good in School of Rock. Um yeah, she's awesome. So yeah, Joan Cusack, Greg Gorman, who Greg Gorman, again, we talk about, yeah, he's one of those actors like, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah. Been in stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, I recognized him. Uh, but, yeah, so these are the rich couple. And you, yeah, you have already said, like, these are kind of the happiest ones already. So what does their future look like? They're happy. They're rich. It <laughs> is happy. He never wants for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because we didn't really see, like, these other couples have, like, a conundrum or something that they're trying to overcome. Yeah, these guys don't really have that. These guys that. are just happy, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that personally they could develop and grow a lot. But I think as a couple, like, in a year, they're still married. Mm-hmm. They still just have their shit that they're, you know, just their day-to-day stuff. They have their housekeeper. They've probably got a cook. Like, they don't really have to worry about anything. And they're mm-hmm. happy because of that, you know? Yeah, agreed. All right, next we got so Christine and David. Oh, my favorite couple. Oh <laughs> my god! So I think in a year played by they, oh hold on uh, just uh, Catherine Keener and then Jason Isaacs who so he's British. Uh, what did you think of the American accent? He did good. Yeah, convincing. He did a good job. Oh yeah, you know Jason Isaacs. Of course I do. I know I'm as Lucius. Um, this is, isn't that crazy to go from, like, yeah, imagine watching Harry Potter and, and then, then watching this And immediately thing. watching this. Yeah, wild. Um, <laughs> I love him so much. Yeah, he's And great. I wish that he wouldn't have played such an asshole. Um, but he tends to, they love to make him the villain, and for good reason. He like, is a good villain. It's great because he plays different flavors of villain, too. It's like he's not just mustache-twirling villain, even though he's played that. He's not just like, you know, sophisticated villain. He's played that. Uh, but he can be like, yeah, douchebag. He can be. Like, yeah, just kind of like a shitty husband. Like shitty husband. Yeah. yeah. And believably um, shitty where it's not like cartoony either. Um, right. Like you've been eating a lot of junk. You're gaining weight. Like what? Oof, oof, Is that oof, the oof. way you say that? <laughs> no, you say, hey, I think we should eat healthier. Let's work on creating a healthy meal plan together. You don't say you're getting fat. Like, that's terrible. <laughs> I did really like how terrible. their arguments played out because they were they were pretty, yeah, just well executed because I, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, because then Catherine Keener, I'm a big fan of her, too. She's so good. And I thought she did really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah and they're remodeling their house. Right. And like, oh, man. Uh, but I think so. I think they have a long year long drawn out divorce. OK, so yeah, I think it's, he it's keeps over. the house. Um, okay. I think he keeps the house because she at this point, it, she doesn't even want it. It's like a bad thing for her. She's like, yeah. I was a bad mm. person when I did that. Right. Um, but Got I it. think that she takes this and uses it as fuel and writes a really amazing screenplay. And there like, I go. think that she just has like a really successful life after him. Perfect. And that's like how I he picture does, her life. And then he disappears into obscurity. Like, sure. yeah, he wasn't he wasn't the strong writer in the pair anyway. Like, yeah. Right. All right. I like it. I like it. 
Um, Jane and Aaron. So that's Francis McDormand, probably the best actor in this whole group, playing the worst character in the movie. <laughs> the yes. Karen. She should have been named Karen. Uh, <laughs> yes. And then Aaron. God, see, damn it, Karen and Aaron. Karen and Aaron. They missed an opportunity missed there. Opportunity. <laughs> um, I think. And Aaron that... played by Simon McBurney. Um, which such a so then he's like possibly the most likable character in the movie like a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent i have to say because of how much everybody was talking about him being gay i was really scared he was gonna cheat on her with Mm a man that we meet aaron and i was like oh my gosh that's why she's like so angry is because her husband's cheating on her with men like that's i expected that arc i'm kind of glad i didn't get it though same um yeah I he's like so attentive and sweet and you know what he's married to a designer so of course he likes clothes like it just I just don't understand like so yeah she's literally a clothing designer that was the shitty part of Catherine Keener's character it's like okay you gotta stop that like (laughs) gotta stop Catherine Keener no yeah like why are we why are you so fixated on this like let the guy so like weird so shit. Like. and he's like yeah so attentive and he's such a good dad and he's such a good husband to somebody mm. who is really hard to be around yeah um so anyways i think in a year's time jane is going to therapy twice a week okay um Salvage she's rethinking this. her life she's trying to change her outlook and her attitude and I don't think Aaron really needs to do anything because yeah. he's so supportive and he would definitely want her to do that and he's content like uh, yeah he's totally happy doesn't have a want or anything like that um except maybe maybe he'll continue to hang out with that guy though because they seem to get along they are like best buds yeah Yeah. he's making his own friendships outside of her there yeah friends that kind of talk shit about him so yeah yeah so good yeah i like so yeah that's kind of my favorite outcome so far honestly Mm -hmm. because the other ones have it too easy and then like uh, i mean Catherine keener still works out but it just sucks that she had to yeah how long were they together too like you know separating um, that kind of life you don't like you don't like to think of it that way but it's like it feels like i wasted all this time was i ever happy all that stuff right um yeah i like that out of it do they have a kid too um do oh yeah do they i don't know shit i don't know i don't think so okay cool yeah i don't think that's at least good yeah yeah yeah, yeah, that could. Oh man, that yeah, be rough on the. It'd be worse. Um, Can you imagine having a dad that's like, "You're eating too much junk food. You're getting fat, <laughs> Charlie." Like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. Like that. not yeah. good, big time. Um, and then finally, Olivia and Marty. Um, we don't get to see too much of it, but we get it in the end there. And then Marty was yeah started out as a, uh, employer. Yeah. And, well, yeah. Are they going to maintain that? Like, yeah. See, it's see. No, it almost is. Oh, okay. That's right. Remember, she like called everyone in her phone book and she quit. That's even though, like, right. I don't know if she had another job, but she said that she did. Um, but we didn't get to see that. Uh, but yeah, I think that for them, I think a year down the road, she's like super stoked. Maybe she doesn't have to work. Maybe they're engaged, be married. Okay um they get to like smoke weed together and watch funny movies like they have a lot of commonalities and maybe she'll find joy in other things outside of work 
okay. um, to do because he's like independently wealthy. So you're hopeful for them then? Yeah, I think okay, that good. they like had the most in common out of the guys that we saw her with, which was a married guy and the gym <laughs> asshole. God, and stalking, right? Like. <laughs> yeah, not a good look. Not a good look. And I can't help but I hate to, but if Jennifer Anderson was stalking me, no, <laughs> no. right? No. no, even if uh, she was stalking me, I'd be like, yeah, okay, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> yeah. So weird. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Well, good. I I wanted like wanted to spill some tea on these couples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Did you find the struggles of these friends relatable, or are they? All just terrible people. Um. Yeah, I think they're all pretty terrible. Yeah. Um. I would say, obviously, I would relate to Jennifer Aniston's character the most in the sense that, like, yeah, I'm working. I'm trying to find a way to pay rent. Like, yeah, that kind of situation. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, like. Like, yeah. Just not great. I know. And I actually like know you don't a consider couple. yourself a Karen. No, but I do know a couple people who are like that oh, who are just yeah. so miserable and they try to seep it into the people around them and yeah. they're angry about life and everything. And and well, uh, so right that's here. It's not you, <laughs> um, but I do know people like that. And and so that's relatable in the way that I'm like, oh, it's kind of nice to see this being portrayed, especially by women, women. You yeah, see a lot of angry true. men on TV. And that's a so yeah, this is a full cast of women. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. They decide to spend time making them like, yeah, right. Um, portraying them as Karen's and <laughs> uh, also I have to say that if I was Joan Cusack's character Fanny, Franny, um, I just, I've never been that rich, so I just truly can't comprehend it. But, like, if I was eating dinner and I had a friend who was working as a maid and she was struggling, like, yeah, I can't imagine not trying to find a way to give her money if Mm -hmm. she would accept it kind of situation. I know that's always tricky with people, but if you have that much money, share share the wealth. Mm -hmm. Like, she's getting $5 million dollars. Yeah, this movie to a does school? Age. like it's so weird. Yeah. Like this movie does age weird in that way where it's like, yeah, we're, you know, we're take we're t- I don't know, we'll see how it pans out, but we're trying it seems to take uh the rich people to task for once. Right. And we'll I just believe in like and this is maybe the hippie part of my soul, but I'm like communal living, like sharing your wealth, sharing your resources. And knowing that someday if you need it, they'll be able to share with you. Like, I just yeah. always think things like that level out. And so yeah. I'm just Communist. like, they're like, I am, I guess. They're like <laughs> sitting at the table and they're like, what are we going to do with this extra $5 million? <laughs> and then they look over at her and there's like, they're like, how's it? How is your job of being a house cleaner? How are <laughs> cleaning the toilets? Oh, man. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's... <laughs> It is to that point where it's like, why are we friends again? (laughs) Well, yeah, like maybe you do have that much money, but you don't complain about not knowing where to donate it in front of somebody who's like literally trying so hard to make ends meet, you Mm -hmm. know? 
Yeah, no. Yep, and that's why eat the rich, folks. Just eat them. Eat the rich. Uh, this features a lot of characters with a whole lot of disposable income. Oh, yeah. If you suddenly came into some big money, let's say $50,000 overnight. Mm. $50,000. <clears> what are you splurging on? Because $50,000, you are probably taking care of some stuff, maybe. Uh, taking and then, care of some debt. But then you splurge on something. What's the splurge? For me? Yeah, uh, forget Josh. No, I don't want to fuck. I don't care about that shit. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, for yeah, me, but for yourself, yeah. Well, I would probably, like, remodel our bathroom. I'm so practical. I'm like, I'd remodel our bathroom. No, I would no, probably, great. like... And that would be like five grand because I'd still do right. it on a budget. Mm-hmm. I would right. probably remodel another part of the house for cheap and right. then maybe buy like a hot tub and then maybe go on a vacation. There we go. Sweet. Like I would Ooh, leave and the then country. The, you've already or got maybe one I would lined take up. All of the money and I would like put it down on property in another country maybe. There you go. That's if I could, the idea. was in a place where I could afford it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. Hunt like what was that? Fifty thousand, hundred thousand for sure. Finding that property. That's <laughs> the thing is like yeah, fifty thousand is great. I would still have a mortgage on the prop. Like I would still have, and I still have debt. I need to pay off and stuff. But hundred k definitely. That's yeah, what it would be I'm, happening. Yeah, that's happening. If I got a yeah. million dollars, I'd be like building that commune. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants to move out here? <laughs> right. All right, and then finally, you're allowed to recast one couple here, just for fun. I don't know. I uh, had so much fun with this. Awesome. So you're allowed to recast one couple. Who? Which couple? And then who are you casting? So please, people, do not hate me, but I would recast <laughs> Olivia because for okay. me, even oh, though I love damn. Jennifer Aniston, Humphrey I love her. Aniston, yeah. But I do, she doesn't sell this character for me. I just don't no, believe it for right. some reason. Yeah. Um, so I would recast her and I, I would just choose Marty because you know, they're a pair. Um, and I would recast her as Sandra Bullock, okay. who I think actually could handle <laughs> the gritty like girl that like, you know, doesn't have her shit together more than Jennifer. Um, yeah. I and think. I would recast Marty as Jack Black. Jack Black. Yeah. Because he still kind of <laughs> has Sandra that look Bullock. about him. And, and he can I, totally go toe-to-toe with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> yeah. I just think it would be like, yeah, it would have been more interesting. And maybe some more of the jokes would have landed a little better. Maybe we would have um, liked I'm actually wealthy. <laughs> yeah. Skadoosh. No. <laughs> so I that's love my, it. and then that's Sandra my Bullock, interesting casting because yeah totally i dig that a lot and i right. love jennifer aniston by the way that yes. is not hate towards <laughs> oh, her i on? just i just don't think that like for me she doesn't sell this character that's like kind of in shambles or aloof like she just isn't really an aloof person you know mm-hmm doesn't pick the best movies like but then she does like we are the millers like that was good that was good i loved um switched the switch switch the switch with jason yes. bateman yeah like i love that's my favorite rom-com she's ever done that was so good mm-hmm. um Formal i also loved the one okay. yeah that was good or i also really liked the it. one with uh 
Wanderlust with uh, Paul Rudd. Oh, like, I truly okay. enjoyed that movie I'll when it came out. out. Mm. You've never seen it? No. I'll sign it to you. It's a trip, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Wait, Paul I'm Rudd? Not sure. I do love Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, Jennifer Aniston on a hippie commune. Love it. And you'll know, know a lot of the other actors. I just don't know. I know, know Malin Ackerman is in it, and I love her. She's from Watchmen and other things. Mm-hmm. Um, usually so, a blonde. Yeah, yeah she's, she's gorgeous. Um, um, I will assign that to you soon, because that one is great. I dig it. And that's so funny. I just had... I didn't realize... So I saw that new uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem movie. Yes. And there were a few voices that's like, I know this voice, but who is it? And I didn't stick around to find out. But it turns out, like, Paul Rudd is in this damn thing. Oh, my God. And he was a voice of one of my favorite characters in it. Because there's this gecko character called Mondo Gecko. <laughs> and, yeah, he was, like, awesome character. And, yeah, sure enough, fucking Paul Rudd is the voice of it. So go figure. <laughs> Can he do any wrong? Can he? Can, can, no. Seriously, can he? Can I really, he? I don't think so. Because <laughs> I even like our idiot brother. Like. <laughs> I did too, actually. Yeah. With uh, Zoe. Yes, and now. Zoe's in it too. Yeah. Okay, so time for favorite questions. Favorites. All right, favorite performance. Um, wouldn't it be hilarious if I said <laughs> Jonah Branson? <laughs> um. <laughs> No, uh, my favorite performance actually does go to Frances McDormand, McDormand yeah. um, because she, she really sells it. being that asshole um, Karen Oof, person. Like, so uncomfortable, to the point of uncomfortability, though, where you're just like, ah, lady, like, like you got to let this line thing go. To go to therapy, man. <laughs> like, she's holding on to so, like, what's making her so angry? That's what I want to know. Like, why are you so I mad? Wikipedia's suppose that it was that she doesn't like how she's aging or something like that it's like yeah. that's implied but like we need more like when again, she was like, like it's not explored when she enough. mentioned to him that she's like doesn't have to imagine what her wonderful life is going to be like i was just like well that's like a perception problem like you need to go to therapy and you need to work on it or you need to to change your life to something that you want it to be exactly was like clearly she had a lovely life and mm-hmm. she was definitely miserable and Big wanted time. everyone to be so miserable. Big time. Bad. Bad Yeah. Turn. Uh, so she's my favorite performance. She did great. Yep. And then, actually, for my uh, honorary, it's going to go to Ty Burrell, who plays mm-hmm. the other Aaron. The other Aaron. Oh. I love him. Wait, who's the other Aaron? Oh, the other. Oh, yeah. The other Aaron. Okay, so the guy from Modern Family. <laughs> the guy from Modern Family. I love him. And I, at first, He's I was so a good. little nervous about him. Uh, because, again, I thought they were going to have an affair. And then when right. they just ended up being buddies, I was like, they're such cute buddies. Like, I yeah. love them so much. Definitely. And I love that guy. I think he's a great actor. So would have watched a sitcom with those guys or well, not even a sitcom, just like a like a British like they, British shows are just different where it's just like, oh, we're just going to have a little slice of life for a little bit yes. and uh, move on. <laughs> yes. Yes. Make some uh, quick little uh queries and uh or little quips and move on um i really want to i don't i do not need another fucking streaming service but man i would i would get a bbc for sure oh yeah and even pbs because i love that pbs started doing its own fucking shows and they're actually pretty cozy and 
fun sometimes. They're kind of quaint, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, I love. Yeah. I like to have BBC. Yeah, it's good. Um, favorite scene. Um, that for me is the only scene where Olivia is truly relatable, and that is when she is going makeup counter to makeup counter to get samples <laughs> of really high-end face cream. Hey, that's the scam. That's have the... I done it? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> have I gotten as much free samples of makeup as possible? Yes. Yes. I it. love that scene. And, you know, I would hope they'd be cool about it where it's just like, yeah, like, y'all know you're overcharging this shit. So just. Oh, right. And up. they get so many samples. It doesn't really matter, you know? Exactly. Right. But, but yeah, they are sort of stingy about it and kind of like put their noses up like they did in the. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, of course. Awesome. And then uh, favorite line of dialogue. Uh, it's an exchange. Marty says, I um, I guess I have some issues. And Olivia says, you do? And Marty says, you know, people sort of problems. I have them. Yeah, I get <laughs> it. I relate to it. <laughs> Very, like, but the... So that's like the last line. I think Olivia has the last line. And it ends and it is so abrupt. I was like, wow. Okay, Bam, fuck you. We're too. done. Fuck you, yeah. too, Booby. <laughs> yeah, we're done. 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 Uh, so pretentious. Um, okay. So that was favorite line of dialogue. All right. Out of five stars, how many stars are you giving friends with money? Uh, two stars. Two stars. Okay, that's not as bad good. as Jupiter's Ascending, <laughs> but definitely not as good as Friends with Benefits. <laughs> Absolutely, I I think that's fair. Like, yeah, I think I might have even started it too and gave it a one and a half more recently. If I had to watch it again, I probably would go down a half star, <laughs> but just the once over, yeah, we're yeah. fine. Nice. Um, are you gonna rewatch or recommend this at all? Nope. Not at all. Like, There's yeah. so many good Jennifer no, Aniston performances. Like, I just would rather recommend those. And there's even better ensemble movies. There's just better totally. any kind of movie. Um, And then, okay, but do you reboot it? Is there possibility of, yeah, salvaging this movie somehow? Well, I think that... I mean, I it think, starts with the script, though. Like, because you even yeah, have to Yeah, I think the whole it. thing would just have to be recreated, like, from yeah. scratch. Right. And actually, maybe money shouldn't be the center. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going to say no. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna would say you like, make that today? Like, yeah. you know, I do think sometimes, especially in indie films, and I saw this premiered at Sundance, mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes indie films have that, like, quality of, oh, we're just sort of watching them live life. And I like that, actually. Usually it feels very good. It's almost relatable yeah. in a sense. And you sort of feel like, oh, watching that was sort of just like I watched, you know, somebody walking down the street and I followed them kind of a thing. But mm-hmm. this just, yeah, it's not for me. Yeah. yeah. Didn't care about them. I would, I would definitely watch a movie that was about close friends and seeing them grow and change and seeing their relationships. But, mm-hmm. like, I just don't think it's this, you know? Yeah. Totally. All right, that's two movies down. So now it's time to make the connections. Mm-hmm. Chess pawns, clock, matches, all physical objects, man-made. Small in size, light in weight. That's the connection. Surprised to see me? No. 
then you're aware of it. Of what? Our connection. And so, we are all connected in the great circle of life. All right. So, not a ton that I could find, but... Mm-hmm. So, both do feature wealthy people who aren't great to be around. Yeah. Um, both have some gay stereotypes that they're dealing with. Yeah, I know. I was trying to figure out how to word that. But, yeah, there's stereotyping going on, yeah, on both accounts. Yeah. Uh, both have friends in the title, well, friends with in the title. Yes, that's true. Um, both have modern family actors. Oh, wait. Because the kid in Friends with Benefits is the son of the <laughs> dad, which is in my, in my okay. movie, Aaron, the guy that played Aaron in the show. Yeah. So they're both modern family, random that's- connection. That's the one I didn't think you would get because <laughs> I watched all of yeah. Modern Family. So. Oh, you Wow. Okay. I loved I it. Yeah, it was that. so good. Nice. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I really don't have anything else. And then the last one sort of, uh, both are just sort of about relationships hmm. and have, uh, you know, human connection in them. But especially the relationship aspect, we're kind of following two yeah. sets of relationships. Big time. Awesome. Well, there's your connections. And now, if you enjoyed either one of these movies and want to find other movies that are similar, well, we did some movie matchmaking for you. But look at this nice thing, though, we have here. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. Find me a find, catch me a catch. Yeah, we did. All right. So if you enjoyed Friends with Benefits, you might also enjoy... Love and Other Drugs, which we mentioned. Mm-hmm. No Strings Attached, which we mentioned. Mm-hmm. And Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which we also mentioned. No. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, and if you enjoyed Friends with Money, you might enjoy Young Adult. Okay. Mm-hmm. You might enjoy Love Happens, which is another Jennifer Aniston movie that I think is not good. Oh, got it. Gotcha. I haven't actually made it all the way through it, so maybe oh, it is damn. good. I hate it. Um <laughs> And it's a rom-com, so you'd think I would watch it no matter how bad it is. That's how bad it is. Yeah. I've got another Jennifer Aniston movie on the list that might be good. It's called Cake, and it was more dramatic. Oh, I've heard it's really good. Okay, cool. We'll we'll try that at some point. We've got to see if Jennifer Aniston... Come on, she's got to pick a good one. Bring a comeback. Mm -hmm. Um, And one more, was it? Or is that all of them? um, Yes. Uh, Sorry. Uh, and then also Friends with Kids. Friends with Kids. Oh, I've never heard of that. Oh, cool. It's another kind of indie-ish yeah, movie sounds like, about, yeah, it's similar. Sounds like it's almost, a thing. Yes. It almost <laughs> felt like a sequel. Oh, could be. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. There's the movie matchmaking. Um, and now it's time for recommendations. Mm-hmm. All right, Casey, what are you recommending? I am recommending a book series that I've been reading that I'm sure a lot of people have already read, but um, it's called A Court of Thorns and Roses okay. by Sarah J. Mass. Um, I'm wondering if this was any good. Yeah, it's great. And Hulu just bought the rights, so they're going to be making a TV show, which is going to be really cool. Oh, Hopefully no. they don't fuck it up. Um, is it like Game of Thrones? 
Sort of. It's definitely about fairies and oh, the high court. It's like magical. There's okay. The spring court and there's the night court and there's this girl who's a human who has to go live in the fairy court uh, because she killed a fairy. Ooh, <clears throat> it's a whole it. thing and it's yeah. so good. Yeah, it sucks you in. All of the books are super long. I'm on the second one. Um, which is actually even better than the first one, which I appreciate oh. so much when books can do that. Um, yeah, I'm super enjoying it. It's super fun. That's yeah. Good. I love it. I'm going to recommend to our friends with money, if you could be so kind as to donate to Entertainment Community Fund to aid all the performers and the creators in the entertainment industry, you know, during this pretty intense strike we got going on, I don't know if you heard about. Yeah. But yeah, studio execs are being, uh, you know, typical studio execs and withholding a lot of money from, you know, yeah, the performers and the people, you know, that we actually go to the movies for. <laughs> yes. Um. So yeah, if you can head on over, I'll try to include a link, but. The place you're looking to donate is the Entertainment Community Fund. All right. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Awesome. Recommendations. If you've got any recommendations of your own that you'd like to send our way, you can do so by sending it to our email. At movieconnectionpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram. The Movie Connection, all one word. Or you can follow us individually. Me at Jacob Bean Watson. And me at Casey Schwartz. We've got a Facebook, you know, no big deal. You can also head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give us a little rate and review. That would be most appreciated. And now the moment we've all been waiting for. The moment where we assign each other the movies that we watch for next week. So this was a nice light week. So we're going to dip into slightly more heavy territory. But I don't know. This movie's got a little popcorn appeal to it, so it's called Dune, Casey. And this is the ah. new new one with Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I do adore him, so and I'm very Jason excited. And Jason Momoa. <laughs> and isn't Zendaya? Zendaya is in this, yes. So, hell yeah. What a so cast. It's sci-fi. It's, yeah, it's interesting. So go uh, maybe even smoke a little. It can... It can help, um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. I'm interested to hear what you think about it because it's yeah. also part of the, like a huge franchise. Like even I, like I'm only yeah, I came into the middle of something huge because apparently it started in like the 60s, 70s, yes. and been going strong. So yeah. something to it. I have friends who were like waiting anxiously for this to come out, and when it came out, they were like talking about the Easter eggs and how it compared to the original and like all of this crazy, it does feel like almost overwhelming. I was like, am I going to know what's going on when I hop into it? But it sounds like it's its own thing. About as much as I do. So it's like, I still was able to enjoy it. I do love that. It's good to hear that it does have appeal for longtime fans too, though. Like that's always good. A friend of the show, Jeremy loves, like loves the whole series fantastic and did he like the movie yes good 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 i thought it was pretty good awesome and then uh yeah and so we're gonna have you watch that and then what do you got for me 
I'm going to assign you a movie that I can't wait to hear your opinion on. Because I'm still a little, we'll see how I feel after this, my second watch. But uh, it's called. <laughs> oh, you haven't even watched it again. <laughs> the Green Knight. Ah, so uh, that's kind of what I hear people's experiences mostly. Like, even people who like it are always like, yeah, I liked it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of. Uh... Well, it's just one of, I mean, I can't wait to talk about it. That's all I'm going to say, because I, I want to watch it with the second viewing and already knowing what happened, sort of, to see if that changes my perception of things and mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, to see what I think of it. Because it's like an Arthurian tale, which we both love. Love, love, love. that shit. Yeah. But uh, it's not told in a way that any of the others have ever been told. And in that way, it's sort of more authentic. It's, see, that's what I'm sort of thinking that's what i kind of got from the trailer it's like ooh, this is actually going to go for yeah what the book kind of experience is because it's yes. so much more religious but yeah but mystical but like yes yeah. yeah so it's definitely all of that and i went into this i like to do this thing where i go in blind a lot of times i don't watch any trailers mm -hmm. and when i heard like oh there's gonna be like you know an Arthurian movie coming out, like, yeah. I, you know, Knights of the Round Table style. Like, I was right. like, oh, I'm in. I don't have to see a trailer. Mm -hmm. And so maybe if I would have seen a trailer, that would have prepped me a Prepared little more. Prepared you. I see. Yeah. I went into this, like, thinking that it was going to be just a very adventure. different. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, swashbuckling adventure yeah, movie. Right. And boy, is it different it's than that. So. <laughs> We'll see. I'm excited, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. I can't wait to hear your opinion. I think either way, it's going to be a good experience because yes. it definitely sounds like it's a visual spectacle regardless. It's gorgeous, and I think Dave Patel is a really good actor. I think that's Yes, oh, I do love him. Um, yes, and I'll so, love. you know, at I'm least there's him. that a compelling main character. Exactly. All right, perfect. Well, join us next week, everybody. We're going to check out Dune and The Green Knight. I love it. Mm-hmm. Take care. Bye. Test Max. All physical objects man-made. Sporting size. What's the connection? Surprised to see me? No. Then you're aware of what? Our connection. And so we are all connected in the great circle of life. <laughs>